0: And welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm your host, George Sapio, and this week, our guests are Sarah Chalmers-Simmons and Godfrey Simmons of Ithaca's Civic Ensemble Theater. Civic Ensemble creates theater that explores and explodes the social, political, and cultural issues of our time. That is taken directly from their website. Their latest piece is a play called Safety. It's a devised piece of theater, and it's taken from hundreds of hours of interviews from private citizens and the police. We started off our interview by asking them exactly what devised means and how they put this together. You
1: can say uh, both community-based plays that we've done, parent stories in mm-hmm. 2013 and safety in 2014, uh, were created collaboratively. Um, but they were very different processes, uh, those two. They both started with storytelling and community members coming together and telling stories. Uh, but for safety, we also did one-on-one interviews with the police and community members who just wanted to talk to one person didn't right. talk in a group for parent stories those story circle story, stories that were recorded were used minimally once we got the cast together we ended up doing the traditionally what we would call devised theater which is a lot about improvisation um coming in with a prompt as a facilitator and having small groups do little treatments Of different scenes and then building those scenes over the course of of weeks or months until they are really fleshed out text that the cast really owns right because they really um, decided what the scene was trying to say what it needed to do in the context of the play um, and it really came out of their own just imagination and conversations created through dialogue together as a cast,
0: we're talking something completely
2: organic.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
2: organic. Yes. Okay. What's great about that is that when you get right down to it, anybody can really do it. Now you have facilitators like you know Sarah or myself or um, or, or or Jennifer or right I Jennifer mean, like, Herzog, the yeah. other member
0: of the Civic Ensemble right. who is not here today. Y-
2: yes. y- you can help lead that. You know, lead that. But the idea is that anybody can do it that anybody has the, should have the right and the ability and the uh, a means to actually tell your story. Right. You know what I mean? What's going on with the community.
1: Right, so people join a sure. cast of one of our community-based plays by signing up at this point. You don't have to audition. You don't have to prove anything. You have an interest either in making theater or the topic that we're doing or both. Um, you're looking for a community and a place to be creative and expressive, maybe do something you're afraid of. I think one of the things that's really exciting about, you know, why, why, right? You said it's kind of dicey, you know, it could end yeah. up, you know, and i don't take that. That's, that's fair. You know, we, we work in the theater. You want the highest quality show. It's very different. Ooh. If you do have trained people, it's a different uh, thing. It's a different experience. I was really privileged this weekend to go and see a play called drafters in syracuse at the paul robeson theater this was a devised piece in the very same way that let's say parent stories was devised and as you know i got to go and see the work being done by someone else so i wasn't the one having to pull those performances out of people and put the show together and get it publicized i was just sit back and let me see what this is and what this does and this play drafters was about domestic violence it was domestic violence awareness month in october and there were a lot of wonderful events in our community and all over the country for this. It was about a sports team, semi-professional football team, and the domestic violence issues that were coming up and people were being charged with things. It was about the players. My point is that getting to go and see that and see the benefit of that. So what that does when community members are the actors is a very different thing than if we, let's say, we wrote the play or got someone to write the play and then we hired professional actors to act it out it becomes an opportunity to have the dialogue, right? So when we have the post-show discussion after a performance, we're all part of it. The The people that did the play went through an experience of going through the process of having that dialogue with each other, mm-hmm. in, in safety's case, with the police officers. they Many of them um, had a transformative experience. I'm not saying they saw Jesus, but they they went from looking at the topic in a certain way and by the end of it really thinking about it in maybe a more nuanced way or they learned um things they didn't know before that influenced their opinion about different aspects of the topic so i really took that away from going to see directors in syracuse yeah. because that topic it was very moving it was and the acting wasn't the acting wasn't by professional actors. So sometimes the pacing might not have been there or the the technical ability or the vocalization or the diction and all of that. Uh, But what happens is it it doesn't end up mattering. And the quality isn't just about the quality of the performance, it's about the quality of the ability of the play to kind of start that dialogue. That's the, the measure of quality.
0: What fascinates me is the process of getting the testimony or getting the stories. How many people do you work with, and how do you sort through what pieces to use and what pieces to not use? Because <clears throat> typically, writing a play, you have to edit some stuff out. For instance, I always lose my best joke. All right, kills me every single time we do it's this. Painful. Right, it is painful. And
2: yes, kill your kill your babies.
0: Kill your yeah, kill your babies, kill your darlings. I but you get run. dozens of people that come in in your your storytelling circles. Everybody's got a story. Somehow. I walked in here this morning and started telling you a story about kids. I don't have kids. How do you decide what to keep? How do you decide what to use and how to use that? And how hard is it to get rid of some of these darlings? Um, Wow, you should see the looks on their faces here. Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we had two modes of working. So for parent stories we did, it was all, it was all story circles mm-hmm. and then the cast getting together and having their stuff together and then building stuff, right? You know, with safety, we we had story circles, but, but we knew we were gonna have to have interviews. Because right. it's such a sensitive subject that people weren't gonna want to talk in a group about relationships with police, or certainly police wouldn't want to talk in front of a, you know, now we did have some who came to visit rehearsals which was great, right? But in terms of kind of like how you get the material, or how you decide, I mean, a lot of times you're there already, like you're there. You're like at at, at the story circle, or you're in the interview, and you know, and you make little notes about like stuff where where there's a story, right? Sure. Where there's either a story or a moment of clarity when you've got um when when or when you ask a question how did that make you feel then someone answers that you know um, in an interview for right. example if they're, they're telling a story and you know there's more in a moment of clarity happens usually it's surrounding the question of from the interviewer how did that make you feel what was that like and so you you already kinda of go into it with a sense of kinda of like well, what you're gonna look to then Afterward, as you're going through, you're transcribing. You know, you li- well. You first, you listen. You listen to it again. You know, we record them, right? Right. You listen to it, and you really, you just find where the where the germ of a story is, where the where conflict happens, where people realize something, and a lot of times there are things that people are realizing right in the moment as they're saying it, which is a well, really beautiful thing you know, actually, epiphanies yes actually yeah. yes yeah. um you know and in some of this work you can kind of have that and have that on tape and and not to use it against them but but to bring that then to the stage sure. yeah. i mean that's the that's the hard part is is that creating a narrative out of that is you know um that's the hard part
0: okay. <laughs> when you say narrative we're, we're not talking about a consistent plot from one end to the other we're talking more about linked episodes all pertaining to the same general subject like parenting was all sorts of different stories about
2: Mm -hmm. how
0: do you get the kid to sleep how do you get you know and and how do you how do you feed them and how do you take care of this and how do you deal with being a parent in the modern age and oh my gosh this is so hard and then with safety you went from topic to topic i mean they were all related under the general theme of yeah the police and you know
2: yeah and i think the setup was that we broke the fourth wall and that the the people who were on stage, they didn't you know, we're in the same room. There's there wasn't really a fourth wall in terms of this stuff. It was kind of like, we're here, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what Rudy and uh yeah. and uh, Blaine say in that first rap. They're like, So we're gonna talk about this. Okay, well then let's start with this. You know what I mean? And so That's kind of, if there's a narrative for that, it's the narrative of this group of people trying to work through this stuff. And then at the end, there's that big blow up. It's coming up with a frame.
1: There's always a through line. It's not necessarily about characters going from one place to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, For parent stories, so either the group or the facilitators, director, playwright, will, uh, there's always a, a question. You know, what, what's the question that our play is asking? Right. Um, so that's, that's not usually discussed, you know, in the director notes or whatever. True. It's yeah. underneath the script. Um, and it focuses us when we have to decide what stays and what goes, right? Does this serve that question? Are right. we on the right road? Um, and it was tricky for safety. You know, we, we, we shifted gears a little bit. It actually started out as a devised piece And then um, about halfway through, uh, Ferguson happened, Uh, Michael Brown was killed, and uh, we had our incident here in Ithaca on Cleveland Avenue. Mm -hmm. And this was an opportunity in that, you know, the devastation of that for a lot of people, that was. And I think um, that process of kind of being in the middle of it at that point, was an opportunity for us to do exactly what we're here to do, which is be responsive in the moment to what's happening, and use theater to provide a structure for a dialogue or a way to look at something that maybe we haven't thought of before mm-hmm. by doing it collectively. Right. right. So within the cast, there were people that had many different opinions, and that really served us well. That's important. We always hope to expand who's at the table having the conversation.
2: It went from a devised piece to more of a documentary. Look, we uh, have to use the place. real stories. We had right. To, it was about using real, yeah, the real stuff just because making this up, you know what I mean, out of thin air, I mean, yeah, based on stories and stuff like that, but making it up, mm, you know, it has the potential to, to diminish what people risked to right. bring to the table at these story circles and at the, well, you know, the, the fact
0: that everything you hear on stage is something that was said verbatim, okay? Or, almost everything. Almost, almost, almost yeah. everything, yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: the, or, the, or, the original or, material or is, is
0: in fact. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Right. something that anybody dreamed up in relation to fact exactly. and past experience. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: That said, I, mean, I know the general public is always willing to talk about whatever it is you bring up, but you, in safety, it was trickier because you're dealing with <laughs> the police who are known to be insular, whose experience is something that we, in the general public, do not experience except when we are in trouble. And we don't know what they go through every day, and we don't know their mindset. And we right. never really hear the stories of what it is they do because their function is to clean up the crap. Mm-hmm. All right? And they see a side of society that we hopefully do not see, or some of us see in certain ways, but from the other side. That said, how difficult was it to get testimony from the police and what were their concerns? I know this is touchy because there are certain things that, that you have to guarantee them. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming in some cases it was anonymity. How tricky
2: was this? Very, I mean, yeah, I mean our original idea, <laughs> it seems so quaint now <laughs> and cute. But our, the original, Very optimistic. The, the original idea was, um, uh, and this was like two, two and a half years ago, We had the idea that, well, what if we got the police and people that, that they deal with a lot in this community, it's frankly young black men Mm. or, um, no, I'm sorry, young men of color and, um, poor white men. That's a lot of what they deal with. Right. Right. But yeah, there's some women I know that deal with it too, but so what would happen if you got them in a room together and had them interview each other? using some of the same kind of um, you know, non-judgmental questions as non-judgmental as a question can get. Um, you know, using non-judgmental questions like what's your relationship to authority, what's your relationship to race, what's your relationship to, you know, this, you know, what groups of communities do you identify with? And we thought that wouldn't that be and then have that the cohort of the people who get together and have those interviews, have them make the play. Now I know there are people out there who probably are cracking up right now at mm-hmm. that idea. It know, sounds like a great idea in theory. I mean, yeah, that's well, well, on the desk, got get on the wall. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's yeah, it's great. It was just like, man, that'd be great, you know. So, <laughs> so um, you know, when we started talking to people about about it, and and uh, you know, going to places, you know, going to the barber shop, and you know, and talking about it, it was it was like we're not gonna go and we're not gonna be in the same room with the, with the cop. This is not gonna happen. And we're talking not just usual suspects. Right. I mean, we're talking, you know, didn't matter if they were in Cayuga Heights or if they were in South Side or if they were North Side. This is my obvious question of the month. Why? What was, what was their perception? They don't trust them. There was a lack of trust. There was fear. And I think there was also a sense of... Um, It's like there's there's an outrage that I think that people either have natively because of actual experiences or have because of empathy. There's a lot of rage out there toward law enforcement, right? Well, I mean, and and so sometimes all we hear
0: are negative things that law mm -hmm. enforcement does. Okay, the incident, and again, not too long ago, Ferguson. All right, what we don't hear the positive things. We hear the news-making things, yeah, and yeah. That, that informs our
2: attitudes and our and our, our our outlook. So once we so once we kind of figured out, oh, we're not going to get them in the room, and then we kept trying to get in touch with the police, mm-hmm. and it was hard. It was hard to kind of get through and figure out what the way was. Um, you know, um, you know, Sarah made several entreaties to the chief, and it was you know it was kind of difficult. It was great. You know, we got really good buy-in from uh, you know early on from mm-hmm. Cornell. Uh, from the Cornell Police, um, and uh, you know, they were like, "Hey, whatever you need, let us know. You need help with it." But it took a minute for the uh, uh, Ithaca Police Department. Frankly, it just took a while, yeah. and I think that they just needed to find out what was our game. You know what I mean? Sure. What were we after? Yeah. It's it's because there's a lot of distrust. Were you trying to set them up? Were you trying exactly. to do it especially? There's yeah, a, there's a lot of distrust with yeah. police, so they were really concerned about getting jumped. Right. I mean, not literally, but figuratively. Absolutely, Like, they come in, and they're, like, talk about what they do, and then everybody kind of piles on them. There was a real concern about that. And then everything changed once Ferguson happened.
1: Coming at it in this way, right, to say, okay, there's the larger structure of um, policing and police and the history of that and the um, pain of that right, for, for the uh, violence that has been uh, perpetrated. The, the idea that we might sit down and have a conversation, right, it sounds, people were just like, no way, it's crazy to think of that. It became clear to me from doing this that once that finally did happen and officers came and visited our rehearsals and the cast of nine was able to just talk, It was not an interrogation on either side, right? Right. It was about, um, you know, who they were and what we were interested in learning about their experience and uh, notes were taken to kind of be able to incorporate that into the play. We want, you know, all the horrible things and the terrible injustices to go away and be gone, right? I would be, it, it should happen now. Right. It should happen today. It should have happened yesterday. We should not be we know better. Right. As human beings than to uh, discriminate and um, not, you know, wait and see and find out who someone is before you decide what kind of person they are Um, to not associate them um, with everything that, you know, with what their job is or what their clothes are, what their skin looks like. But the fact is that we do. And that we have for so long and that it's in us, right? It's in all of us. Dismantling that is a process and we can't skip steps. So we had have to slow down and take the first step. And the first step is, hello, my name is Sarah. What's your name? And we move forward from there.
2: It was just about hearing enough people say that our intentions were about Trying at some some sense of balance. Yeah, you mentioned everything changed when Ferguson <clears throat> happened. I I think that I I don't know this to be fact. It's just, but I think that there I think that there was more of a, an, an interest. I think because of Ferguson. Uh, you know, I I got the sense that if you were if you were a cop and you looked at what happened at Ferguson, it, you know, you'd be like dear God, that's a train wreck. I mean, yeah, because, sure. because I mean, I know that even, I mean, even, you know, I, we talked to some police about it and even they would say like, you know, look, we we don't know what happened. We, we weren't there. We don't know anything, but it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? So I think there was a sense that like, um, that it just changed the conversation, the combination of Ferguson and the thing that happened in town. Um, where, uh, you know, the two young um, black men, uh, you know, were at, at gunpoint by uh, by an unmarked... Uh, non-uniformed officer. Non-uniformed officer, yeah. an unmarked car. Um, and so, you know, um, that was a tough, that was a tough, a tough few days.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think... I'm sure conflicting stories must have been firing back and yeah. forth
2: and getting the actual... You know, news of what happened. Yeah. So the this. fact, so the fact, what's great is that the fact that they were able to kind of go, you know, all right, let's let's you know talk, and we were able to tell them, listen, we can't do this without you. We this this the play won't happen right unless we talk to police. Yeah. Because it's just not going to make any sense. It's not. It's it. It'll it be a one sided deal. Yeah. If we did and, it, yeah. it, it would just end up being a diatribe, and we would just be inventing another side. Sure. We actually need to hear from you because it's, it's a two-sided thing. It's not right. a one-sided Well, th- th- that, that would go against the mission of the Civic Ensemble in the first place. Well, right, because there wouldn't be a conversation. It would be a one-sided conversation. Once the chief kind of came on board in terms of being interested in you know what we were doing, it kind of made things easier, I think, in terms of engaging you know, some other uh, law enforcement. They are very gracious and very forthcoming. We learned a lot from them. There's so much stuff that we don't know about, kind of what they what they go through. But I'm not apologizing. I'm not excusing any really messed up things that have been done in terms of law enforcement, toward, right. particularly towards uh, men of color. Well, it's, we know there's
0: there's years of, of
2: of progress to be made in that right in the but, first place. But but there was there's a lot we don't know, there's a lot we didn't know, and it was it was really eye-opening and yeah. it was important.
1: I think a year ago, there wasn't an incentive, right, for police to participate. Yeah. Um, and partly because they didn't know what it was, right, yeah. who we it was were. Yeah, sure, what, for it. what Ferguson, you know, sadly, that we had to, it had, you know, to get, that often is what happens, right, something happens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, it's very clear that um, something has to be done. Right. Uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this topic is because something always happens. It always happens. Yeah. We can probably set our clock for the next thing, right, based on right, how so things depressing. happen. Yeah. And they happen in Ithaca. We yeah. have our schedule here in Ithaca of an incident happen.
0: I know. I saw the play. And my yeah. first reaction at the end of the play was, tip of the iceberg, we need another six hours. Where's the rest of this testimony? Just bring it. Come on, do it. And there were so many issues raised and so many things that were pitched out there. And I thought, good start. I want to see the rest of this. Where does this go? And how do we make this the kickoff point for something positive and something constructive to follow? And this is my next question. Responses. All right. What kind of responses did you get from the public, and more curious to me, what kind of responses did you get from the police? All right, Because they were obviously the the more difficult side to bring to the table.
1: Yes, that might be true, but I think that people had very complicated responses to the play Mm -hmm. um, that were the community members Mm -hmm. um, that uh, are really that spark for the dialogue. I don't know if you want to... I, so
2: mean, yeah, I mean yeah I mean we uh, you know once the show ends it's, there's this interesting thing that happens you know we had people you know instead of just like starting to like talk about stuff we mm. had them actually talk with each other you remember we had people yes, talking to each that, other yeah. before before engaging and so have a conversation with someone you don't know exactly. a stranger yeah. just so that you don't kind of find your like-minded person right to talk to um, Well, th- that was weird
0: I'm going to interrupt you for a second because yeah. the woman I spoke to urged me to talk first
2: <laughs> and
0: she seemed uh-huh. very nervous about opening up to anybody or anything mm. and you know me I could just babble forever it's, it's ridiculous but I told stories I told positive story and I told the negative story and by that time the three <laughs> minutes were up sure. and she looked like she might have been ready to talk about it, but I could see she was still so holding herself back.
1: And and that's okay. Maybe we can make that time longer so someone who's shy can can you know take have that yeah. chance. Um But not that's okay. She had that conversation with you. She had a one-on-one. I could tell there was a wealth of things yeah. that
0: her inability to trust me at that particular moment mm-hmm. because we had just met. Yeah. All right, was preventing her yeah. from opening up. And I've been wondering ever since. And I really don't want to know, but I do want to know.
2: <laughs> What's in there?
0: What's in there? Yeah. Oh, my God, what
2: happened? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, you know. Some things won't come
1: out in a, in a in, Paris conversation. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: And, and and that's okay. The fact that she's thinking about it, that's the important thing to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the, the win, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I think that people are kind of forced to, to you know, think critically about how they think, really listen to, you know, to others, especially after, hear, you know, the last line, one of the last lines of the play is, you know, do you see me? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, why can't you just treat me like a human being? Um, Which was echoed by both sides
0: at each other at that yeah. particular point. Yeah. That was, I mean... Logically, that's what the play led to. Yeah. Give me recognition. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Why can't you? Why can't we connect? What's, you know?
2: Right. And, um, and so in terms of after the show, it was interesting. People had, you know, a lot of people, I think, were not interested in hearing um, favorable stories about the police. Um, I think a lot of people missed, a lot of people were, were, you know, we wanted to see cops beating up somebody. Uh-huh. Um. You know, I don't know if a lot of people.
0: Um, but, I think there but was. The, a... Well, I think considering everything that had happened in the news lately, there's an
1: expectation been... for what the play would be yeah.
2: exactly that, I, that it wasn't right. met. Yeah. yeah, for
1: some people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was. It was the the expectation was flipped, and you know, and it was the and we knew we knew that was probably going to happen. We knew no one was going to be. Happy with the show you know the chief came to see the show and uh, you know He felt like it was it was fair, but you know there was some stuff You know the idea is is that is to how do you show how do you show the warts of everybody in this? Because we all got to go to the bathroom Yeah I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all got to, you know, and so everybody. We are all human. Right? Yes. I mean, we all, like, you know, it all stinks. How do you actually kind of go back to that? And I think that what was great is that people were really wrestling with it. And at the show, they would talk about it. And, I think mean, sometimes it could feel like that it was an attack but I don't think it was. It was people having a hard time wrestling with all of it. Plays are meant to be put out to the audience. And
0: I'm of the mind that plays have a special stigma attached to them where the audience is supposed to be changed somehow when they walk out, all right? In a sense, they're, they're confronted with somebody's drama, they're confronted with somebody's story, they're confronted with somebody's own particular emotional change what about you guys? All right. How did this, all right, affect you personally? What did it change? How did it, at Sarah and Godfrey, how did it change What, did it change a belief that you've had? Did it, did it give you a new perspective? How did, how are you different after this than you were before this?
1: Um, so many ways. Uh, the, I think the thing that I've touched on a little bit already in terms of really starting to see the value of recognizing all those different perspectives, right. And, and allowing that to happen, even when I really don't agree with someone's worldview um, that actually could like that person, I could still like them. I spoke to an officer that I really disagreed with and we (coughs) had a one-on-one and I, but I listened and I set aside um, not my views or my beliefs, but my judgment of him, right. Mm -hmm. As a human being, I wasn't gonna write him off and say, oh my God, this person, et cetera, et cetera. And I listened. And what was supposed to be an hour long interview turned into over two hours of us just talking. And we did end at racism. And there was a fundamental disagreement about it. And I think that that was a very valuable conversation for me because um, I treated him uh as someone who's worthy of my respect who had a background that brought him to this place just as i have a background that brought me to the place that i'm at and that happened early in the process so i was able to kind of bring that with me into the room with the Mm -hmm. with the cast and i think that's one of the other main things was the cast this cast kind of blew me away uh they were fearless um, and, and that doesn't mean they didn't have fear I guess right. it, it wasn't always apparent to me. They probably saw my fear more than I saw theirs right okay. The script came together late. Um, and through it all, they were game and they were they were taking it all in and they were making meaning from the process for themselves. They were going through that you're asking me about my transformation. it was really
0: yeah.
1: it was being a part of that collective transformation. And everybody had their own kind of different, um, realizations through the process, uh, and I think it, it really it solidified my belief in the process. Working with this group and um, hearing them share after each performance in the post show discussion, uh, the insights that they had that. I didn't even know until that day, right? So they yeah. were trying to put together, you know, I come back to Larissa cause She she constantly kind of um, would, would synthesize her learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- one of the things that she started to share at the talkbacks was that she realized that this was her problem, right? This was our problem. We were looking at it as, well, the police need to... Uh, not be racist, uh, not treat people differently because of their skin color, their mental health status, or their um, income status. Now, all that's still true, right? Yeah, they right. should not do that. Um, but that 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 the right nobody should, and that what we allow to happen is what happens. That if we allow it, it will happen, yeah. and that we we have a we have a responsibility um, to to again stay in the conversation, right? come to the table it can
0: be a very hard thing to do sometimes it's
1: painful yeah. right especially if you've been personally affected or hurt yeah um, and maybe you're not ready and then that's okay right but but enough people have to come to the table um, to talk about it to move us forward because yeah. it's all of our responsibility
2: Godfrey? Um, I think uh, the big thing I would say is is that I just learned so much more about um the um institution of law enforcement and uh that I just didn't know before. Um it doesn't I know that it changes my views so much as it just uh it makes them more nuanced. Um, yeah, I just had no idea about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um and, um, and I think the other thing is that I learned so much more about our community, the people here. Um, you know, the, the, from the people who were involved with the play, um, people who came to the show, um, the people that we talked to,
0: yeah.
2: uh, the story circles, um, it's just, these things always do that. You know what I mean? I mean I think that's just what happens with, with all with all of them. Um, I think that you know the I think the difference with this one is is that it's such a such a hot button issue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, that you kind of you know you know when you you know when you work with someone but you're just kind of like working together, you don't really you could like maybe get to know them or not, but when you say, do a play
0: uh-huh.
2: Or go through some kind of crisis with them, you telescope and you learn all this stuff about them in a very, very quick amount of time, yeah, and that's what this felt like we learned I learned a lot of stuff very, very quickly about people um, and 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 they me, in a very, very short amount of time okay. um, because of the nature of what we were talking about, yeah. And dealing with well, it and seems working on like opening up a huge can of can of worms here, or,
0: or a, a box that people haven't opened up in a long time or afraid to open up. It's it's a whole lot of stuff buried in there that needs to be said, needs to be explicated, needs to be talked about. And as you said, it's an ongoing message. So what's next for
2: the uh, civic ensemble? Um, we are doing a living newspaper in February. Okay. Um, what is a living newspaper? Well, um... So I get to
0: flip people back exactly, and forth and fold them exactly, over? and
2: that's it. There's going to be a big newspaper on stage. And, uh, basically... Um, no, it's... The idea is is that it's basically the news on stage. I mean, not... That's not the the going to read it. the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> it's,
1: it's really, really compelling. Yes. I can't wait to see the cross. Exactly. exactly. Okay, that's a joke, everyone. Yes. It's, um, it's based it's, on the uh, Federal, it, Theater Federal, Federal, Federal
2: Theater Project. Federal Theater Project has, a uh, Did it? Uh, It was one. It was kind of a foundation for all the stuff that was done. Um, The Federal Theater Project, which is part of the Works um, Progress Administration, and uh, New Deal. Yes, yes. Um, And so, what the living newspaper would do is it would look at the topics of the day and create. um, There'd sometimes be sketches. uh, Maybe there'd be songs. Maybe there'd be a through line of something. uh, But that. It would be basically dealing with the, you know, what was going on in the United States at that time. Yeah. So, you know, whatever's going on in, you know, January, February, we'll be looking at um, when we do our uh, when we do our living newspaper. Sounds, and it'll be at the kitchen. Uh, on February twenty third. Like yeah. Yeah. February 23rd? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, it'll be a mix of, you know, um, community uh people who people from the community and uh we're hoping to get students involved as well um so yeah so um for all the information you folks out there want
0: CivicEnsemble.org is the place to go to sarah Chalmers simmons and godfrey simmons thank you so very very much for uh giving us your time today and we look forward to your next adventure (laughs) thanks george thanks george